Hey guys, it's Mark here again. Sorry it took a little bit longer than expected, but here is part two of episode 20 of We Used to Be Cool. True. Growing up, my boy, you're growing up. You're all grown up. What? <laughs> uh, wherever you are, he didn't show me anything crazy, but it was a little saucy. A little saucy. Dude, the sauce. Uh, just, just gonna be a hobbit for the rest of my life. I need, a, you know what? I feel like I had a good run. Got I two kids. I had a good run. Shut up! You're not dead. Um, I feel like I can't converse anymore. Why? Like when I talk to people, like at friends or whatever, I feel like I just sound stupid or I have dumb conversations. It's because we're and I'm like, man, it's because like we're weirdos. But changed. that's not a bad thing. Like, there's not many people like us. Mm, is that it? Because I used to be cool as shit. I mean, I still am, but no, it just feels like sometimes I'm like I'm hanging out with friends and I'm like, did I just really talk about a a three bean soup that I ate the other day? <laughs> like, just I'll just go off on weird shit. Found this really comfortable shoe brand. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's weird. No, you just need to find somebody that's our age. Like, is she our age or your age? She's like you're fucking two hundred uh, years uh, younger than me. Probably a couple. Probably maybe about ten, eleven, not ten, nine, eight years. Is she gonna listen to this? No. What's her name? No. Okay. <laughs> you tell me later. Where does she, she live? Houston. Can't say that either. Houston. You know, my dad has like we never really went to Houston because my dad has his sister uh, lives lot. there. His sister lives there. My dad Willie's sister lives there. My aunt Vi. Uh huh. She's of course they're a lot older. Okay. She never had any kids. Her her husband has a son. Right. Who uh, would turn into like a delinquent? We went the one time we went there when he was there. He was one of those kind of kids. Like he was older than us. Like I must have been. I must have been like ten, eleven. Okay. And he must have been. He he was old enough to drive, so he had to been. He had to have been at least sixteen years old. Okay. He's like, and he he was begging his dad to drive because his dad had a LeBaron, a LeBaron convertible. <laughs> and we were there, so wow. it was it was his perfect excuse to be like, I'm gonna take the guys for a drive. And I don't know why my parents, I don't know why my parents allowed this young delinquent to take his father's LeBaron and drive us around. And all we did was drive uh, down, what's the long street there? Westheimer? West, because they lived off of Westheimer. Okay. Not like, they lived kind of close, I would say pretty close to the Galleria. Like by the belt? Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty close to the Galleria. And so we just, all we did was go drive, drive down, um, uh, what do you call it? Westheimer. Westheimer. And just go to all of his friends' house, and all of his friends were like, "Oh God, Braxton, what the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> so, and we were gone for a long time, and this is a time when there's no cell phone. So we were like, yeah. me and Carlos were like, "Oh God, what are we gonna do <laughs> if this guy never takes us home?" Let me get beer. Pause it. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, um, you and Carlos. And this is a time, and you know, this is a time like my parents wouldn't even let us cross the street. They wouldn't even let us cross our own street, but that they let us get in the car with this fool and drive around Westheimer and Houston. We were gone for like three hours. So he was your cousin. He was my first uh, cousin. My mom. Oh yeah, he was 
Well, he was step cousin because I wasn't oh, okay, okay. my aunt's kid. He, she came with her husband, and then we slept. He his room was the garage, so me and Carlos and him we all slept in there. And that's when that's the first time anybody ever asked me. He's like, "Are you a virgin?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> This guy was a maniac. What the hell? Yeah, this is the type of guy, like, later on, he was in jail. He would call. My mom was like, don't tell him where we live. <laughs> what? Don't tell him where Uncle Henry lives. Yeah. Don't tell him where anybody lives. You reminded me. My cousin's in Houston. I only got, I got one set of cousins that lived in Houston. And, um, like, for, for pretty much all the 90s, let's see. Yeah, pretty much all the 90s was me by myself at home here in San Antonio with my mom. Uh-huh. And my grandma, but my cousins, my aunt, my mom's sister, uh, would come into town and they'd stay with us. And I just, I just didn't, you know, I was like, like dark and whatever. I didn't want to be around people, so I would just take my cousins. Life is a dark room. And I'd just be like, let's go rent a movie, or let's, just, or they'd be like, Mijo, can you go get pan dulce? And I'm like, yeah, we'll go get pan dulce. <laughs> but we take like an hour and a half. But what I would do is I'd go ride with my cousins. I mean, they're. The oldest one is six years younger than me. So the other ones are below him. So we would drive all over town. I'd show him like crazy messed up shit. Uh, like, I don't know if you ever saw the Michael Jackson statue that was on East Pine off of 35 near Hackberry. No way. Somebody had a life-size Michael Jackson statue. Did it look like him? Yeah. He was wearing like the Thriller jacket, like the 80s, early 80s Michael Jackson. And it was <laughs> cool. And we'd go drive by there. I took him to the Church of Satan building over by Jeff. <laughs> like just like crazy shit and like we'd go to we'd go rent they're all movies. crying in the back we just want to see the river walk <laughs> we'd go like to rent a movie and then we'd come back an hour and a half later even though the, vid- the video store was right down the street what did you rent faces of death well uh less, as they got older they're like Dude, we used to be like, why is everything in San Antonio so far? <laughs> they, were like, they, were, they were like, and then we realized you were just joyriding. And I was like, yeah, dude, I was under 21. Like, what? Houston's ridiculous, man. Oh, yeah. I, used, that's, I hate that about Houston. It was always like, we're going to go to, like, we'd go over there and we'd be like, we have to go to somebody's house or a, a church thing or whatever. But it took like, we'd fall asleep in the car. And then we'd get there and then fall asleep on the way home. And I was like, dude, is anything in Houston right next to each other? We, the neighbor we grew up with on our street, he, he, he and his family moved to Houston. So my brother goes up there a lot because he's the same age as my brother, same oh. age as you. And I went up there one time because we went to a Texans game. His, he, he, his sister-in-law and brother, anyway, we went with his brother-in-law. Because okay. his wife and, and the sister-in-law work at the same place, and their boss had tickets, so we went. We got we sat pretty close. But anyways, he lived in Katy, and we had to drive to Reliance Stadium. I'm like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> like, I just, it doesn't even look like any. I feel like we're in the fucking bayou right Dude, now. Dude, yeah, my, my aunt lived off Attics. Or she lived in Attics, mm-hmm. which is in between Katy and Houston. Okay. Um. And when we were working in Houston with Lucent. There's another I'll, city between Katy and Houston? Yeah. It's called what? Addicts. A-D-D-I-C-K-S. Is that close to where the Ikea is at? It's near Highway 6. I don't even know what that is. Um, isn't, yes. that, isn't that Tollway 6? No, no, no. You're thinking about Way 8. 
Um, well, I mean, she, she she lived out there in attics. My frame of reference for Houston is Katy, where the IKEA is at, and then six ten. <laughs> well, my aunt my aunt lived all over. She lived in Stafford, Sugarland, Pearland. We went to one time. She lived in Houston, and then she lived in attics, and now she lives in Houston again. But um, like I remember when I was working for Lucent, I was working by um, on Main Avenue over by the str- the stadium. Astro Stadium. Astro, Astrodome? Yeah, oh, Astrodome. And then is that where they put Reliance Stadium? Is that where it's at? I'm trying to think. I think it is. Yeah. It's across where Astro used to be. Yeah, okay. over there. And my aunt would be like, you should come for dinner, come for lunch, and come hang out. And I was like, okay, I'll go. You know why? Because he didn't go down 10 to 610 to go that way. He went, I'm like, where the fuck well, are we? we? I drove one time. I was like, I'm getting off work. I'm going to go eat some food. I'll drive over there. And I was like, it took an hour and a half to get there. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, dude? And that's just like being older, too. Like when, when we worked for Lucent, I went to school there. I never worked there, but I went to school there a couple of, couple of times. Mm-hmm. And I would drive all over that fucking city to go to comic book stores. That bed yeah, rock I was comics doing that, too. And to record stores. Yeah. And I'd be like, where? Kirkendall? I don't know where the fuck I'm Kirkendall, at. Kirkendall, yeah. But then it's Kirkendall. It's not spelled the way it sounds. I remember there was a record store I found like in the middle of, like out on the way to. What spring. was the name of the one that you that you met Billy Corgan? Soundwaves. Soundwaves. That was the that was, it wasn't a Westheimer. It was a street over from Westheimer, right? It was it was several stores, but the one that I went to was the one on Westheimer and Montrose. Yeah. Montrose had a bunch of. Where was that one too? That was kind of that in that Montrose area. It was kind of like in that strip mall that looked like Deco Fifties. It was a record store there too. Um, I'm trying to remember. I remember there was a record store there that was just like techno and, and electronic music. I remember there was Soundwaves. Remember 33 and a Third in Austin? That was a good record store. 33, was it 33 Degrees? Or 30 was it thir- I thought it was 33 and a Third because it was like 33. Oh, maybe. I remember they were, they like. They had some crazy shit. Yeah, they had everything I would ever want in there. And it was like $40 because it was all imported. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, that was, dude, that reminds me. Uh, this is like 2009 or 10. I'd gone up to Austin to see Devo with my brother at that the same mm-hmm. place we saw Dinosaur Jr. It's a very nice place. And um, we're, we had time to kill before, and I was like, hey, man, I want to go to this record store called End of an Year. He's like, yeah, it's right up here. So we went. And there's this, there's this guy, this musician I like. His name's Umberto. Mm-hmm. And he does like horror movie soundtracks, like very proggy. Like synthesizer, Goblin? yeah, kind of like that. But the the movies don't exist; they're just like fake movies that he does horror soundtracks for. Hey, good on him. That's, that sounds and, amazing. Uh, I I had heard one song on YouTube back then, and I was like, man, I want this album. I couldn't find it anywhere. Hogwild could never order it, so I go into End of an Year, and they have like five copies with <laughs> every other album he's ever done. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So like, I bought it, and I bought another one. I go to the register, and the guy's like, did you find everything you need? And I was like, yeah. He goes, I've been looking for this album like forever. And he's like, oh, yeah, Umberto's really good, man. <laughs> and we go in the car, and I'm like, man, fuck that dude, man. And my brother's like, what's wrong? And I told him, I was like, I'm looking for this album forever. I go in there, and this guy's like, oh, he's very good, man. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, it was basically like, oh, yeah, I'm Umberto. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, yeah. I was just telling him when he was in here the other day. <laughs> yeah, and I was that, like, uh, fuck Austin. We need to really move these records. <laughs> That's how I felt the first time we, we, we were going up. Well, the, yeah, when we were going up there. And I went to Tower Records that first time, and they had that was the first place ever because we worked at Borders, 
they had, we had Criterion, but not a lot. Yeah. The first Criterion I ever bought was Rushmore and the Long Good Friday. But Yeah, that's but, the first one I bought. But we went in there, the tower, and I was the first place that had its own Criterion section. I about fucking passed out because they had every fucking Criterion that was that. out. I, I almost, I seriously thought I was going to pass out because I was like, it was like overload. I was like, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to sleep in my car because I'm gonna buy all these DVDs. I do. There was another record store down the street from there. There was like two or three on the on the loop. Um, but there was one closer to a parking lot, like a little mini parking lot. With cheapos? No, it wasn't cheapos. No, it was cheapos was on a Lamar. But where are you talking about? The loop, well loop. That's oh, tower, the, yes, that's it was, was right on. there. It was well. Tower was on the corner. Yeah, and there was another record store with that that guy that Keep Austin Weird sign was at. There was it was in that building right there. There and there was a there was a parking lot across from UT. Oh, that's that old guy. He had and all those had sixty a, old. He, yeah, you had to like walk down. It was kind of like it was almost like it was a. It looked like a storage area. Yeah, yeah, and it just had he fucking had, records everywhere. He had a ton of imports of shit that I'd been looking for forever, and I was like. What the fuck? How does he have all this? And all that is a fucking Starbucks now, probably. Yeah, it was right. So Tower Records was right, like right here, and you walk back, and it was right behind Tower Records. And yeah. Across from across from it was the parking lot. Yeah. What was it? Do you remember that? They used to have there? that, and then they used to have a head shop in there. There used to be also that CD place on the, like you know where Tower Records was at. And you walk a little bit more. The there was another record store in there. Yeah, with there CDs. was like two or three. Yeah. The CD place had all electronic music. Yes. I remember that. And then there was, what was that restaurant? It was like a wood front. I don't remember. But it had wood and it had about. like diamond windows. Right. It was almost like a pub. Yeah, I want to say they had pizza. It was like, no, it was like British food. I remember that. I remember the Doby. I remember the 7-Eleven at the end of the street. Yes. Yeah, that was for the longest time. That's the only place that had 7-Elevens. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Have you ever been to, did you ever gone to Breakaway Records? Breakaway? No. Yeah. It's on, uh, it's like 50 something. I, I remember we were working near the, um, whatever the restaurant that she works at for office space. It's a Chili's. It's really a Chili's. Way the fuck out there, like on Parmer? Yeah, we were working over there near the, near the state hospital or one of the state hospitals. Oh, is that where the Chili's was at? Yeah. Yeah, it's close to that. That's where 33 and 3rd was, and yeah. that's where Austin Comics is at. I never went there. I, I've, I would always drive by it, but I never went there. Um, and then I would go to ABCD's on airport. Oh, that place. Yes, that's not there anymore. That was next to I Love Video. I don't yes. think I Love Video's there anymore. Nope. They finally got, what was that one we... <laughs> you never remember... When we worked there, remember there was it. What was that? It was at Mars Video. It was right there on Guadalupe, and and it was it was in that same place as the near the near the toy store. Place. It was in the yeah. What was that place called? I don't remember. I remember going in there. I don't remember what it Vulcan was called. Video. Vulcan Video. That's right. That's right. You that's never right. remember. We rented. I think we rented Saulo. No. On DVD, but I then we rented. I cannot remember the name of it. It was a VHS. It was like a bootleg VHS. I remember because we were in at Saulo because I had my PlayStation 2 because that was the first time that it, had, it actually had a DVD player in it. 
So we rented Saulo, and then we watched. It was it was a weird. Is he climbing up on there? <laughs> at the idiot. top of the door. Um, I need to get him down before oh, he, he fucking he breaks it. Down. Okay. Um, it it was like a revenge. It was a Japanese movie, and it was about this guy. It was like a guy, and he used to paint. He was painting like little. Uh, he was like painting little figures of women. And all these people were bullying for bullying him for it. It's Japanese. Yeah, and one of the girls that was bullying him, he was in love with, and he got so mad because he got bullied that he killed all of them. Dude, you're never gonna find it. I I I, I could so see it in my mind. I was like, what are we? He watching? drew little like, like he would paint the figures. Like he was painting the figures. Like he did those figures, and they would make fun of him for it. And then and then he killed everybody because they were making fun of it. Put him for it. I, I do remember um, when Lee was working there with me. He and I, we went there and we rented uh, Meet the Feebles. Oh my God, that's and, such a good uh, movie. Tetsuo. My cousin showed me. My cousin and. We, we went home because Lee, Lee was getting paid out per diem because he didn't take the hotel room, but during the week he would just stay yeah, with me. Yeah, he sneaked in there with you. Um, was he giving you any money for that? Yeah. Um, oh, he was buying groceries and beer. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we went in there and oh, we rented those two. And we went back to my our hotel room and I was, we were put it on and we watched Tetsuro the Iron Man. And Lee was like, <laughs> "What the fuck are you making me watch?" And then we ended up watching Meet the Feebles, and I was grossing out because there's like a scene where the cow <laughs> is underneath the stage and she's getting like turned on by a rat, and her her udders just start spewing shit out. And I was like, bro, can we turn this off? Dude? I was like, I'm, I don't feel good watching this. Are you this. Like, serious? That and made you sick because of that? Yeah, I don't know why, but I was like, this is, I don't feel good, man. You know who directed that movie, right? Yeah. So then later on, <laughs> I was like, man, he took those movies back. He's like, no, I want to I finish watching Meet the Feebles. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is a crazy fucked up movie. If you haven't seen that, I might put the trailer to that. <laughs> it's a fucking commercial for this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like. Did that fly just say he had HIV? <laughs> yes. He was all fucking, he looked like a fucking leper. Yeah. It was, I, need uh, to, I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it. I That's him. one thing my cousin, and when I was with my cousin in San Marcos, he showed me a lot of movies. And then my, because we used to go to Hastings, it was 59 cent movie nights on Tuesdays. You can rent movies for 59 cents. And it was college town, so they had a fucking lot of crazy ass movies. Um, but he's also his friend Mike. He's the one that showed me. He's the one that told me about the Brian Jones count, Brian Jonestown massacre. He's actually the only person I ever saw. I, did you ever see them in concert? Mm -mm. He saw them. He was like, they just fight every time. They just fight. He used to go see them in Austin all the time. I saw. Oh, you know what? I haven't. I would like to see the Dandy Warhols. He also mortal uh, turned out being. Uh, well, I'm sure he didn't turn out being gay. He was probably gay the whole time, and then he just got on a bus. With Anton. Him. No, my that guy oh. Mike. I thought you were told me about. Like, told what? me about. Uh, told me about them. Uh, he's the one who showed me happiness. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's like, watch this movie. He goes, I was like, dude, that movie's <laughs> fucked up. I remember uh, uh, one of our friends had a. She would have Tuesday movie nights at her house, and we would. I, everybody had took a turn bringing movies. That thing's still a lot of print. Like if you find a copy, it's Buku books. But I mean, you know me. I don't don't talk during the movie. Yeah, I hate that. Or like, don't ask me about them. People are like, 
what's happening? I was like, I don't know. Maybe we should fucking watch it to or find out. Or, yeah, or people are asking me like, why did they do? Why okay, did you know she what? do that? We're and I'm like, just right fucking now. pay attention. Right. But anyways, so I brought happiness one time, and my one friend Chris was like, <laughs> bro, he's like, I saw that one time, and I was like, all right. He's like, all right, dude, we'll watch it. So we watched it. The other ones didn't know what it was about, so we watched it. <laughs> And at the end of the movie, Chris was like, I want to fucking punch somebody. <laughs> That's arguably uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's best role. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, like, like, do you remember, we saw Dancer in the Dark at a little theater like near Frank Irwin. It was at the Dobie is where we saw it. But I want to say it was tiny. Like it was. It was at the Dobie. The movie theaters at the Dobie were very small. I don't think it was the Dobie. Yes, I saw it at the Dobie. It was like a, it's like almost like they had a cafe in front and it was white. Yeah, that was the Dobie. But I thought the room was like, like a little viewing room. The Dobie was like as big as my apartment. I mean, I went to the Dobie on the Guadalupe. Yeah, where the towers, that's where, yeah. Um, I remember. They used to have a CD store in there too. They used to have crazy ass stores in the Dobie. Well, okay, I remember we saw Dancer in the Dark. We saw, we saw Blair Witch there too. We saw Blair Witch at the Dobby. I saw. Guadalupe. I saw. Oh no! Uh, I saw that with Jen. I saw that with Jen. Yeah, I saw it with y'all too. Or did we go? Did we go with her? I think she saw it I twice. Was just me and Jen. Okay, then it was me, her, and Renee. You went to go see it. Um, well, when we saw Dancer in the Dark. She saw it like two times then with y'all. Yeah. Um, we saw. I saw Dancer there. I saw Best in Show there. And I remember we saw Donnie Darko. That was a like different theater. Way out in the. That was one way of the, out. that was like the second. Um, that was like the second. It was in a uh, shopping center. Yeah, but that was like the second Alamo Draft House. That was way over there in Parmer Lane. It looked like where they filmed Suburbia, right? Uh, the movie. The yeah, that's Austin like Parmer Lane. That's like north. Okay, that's like almost getting into Cedar Park. Because I remember I ended up seeing the Suburbia, and I was like, that looks like where we saw Donnie Darko. There's very few movies that I've gone to where we walk out and everybody's just completely quiet. And- that Blair Witch was one, and Dancer in the Dark was the second one. <laughs> Dude, everybody looked distraught. At uh, at work, they're getting you know because everybody hates their job. They're trying, so they're trying to do like this employee engagement, right? So every week, our our boss is like, "Okay, guys, you know, like, what's your favorite car? What's your dream car?" And everybody has to go and answer. And this week was like, what's your favorite movie? So I said, let me see if anybody's even paying attention. So I put Dancer in the Dark. <laughs> and one guy, one guy, later on, he pinged me to the side. He's like, dude, what is wrong with you? I was like, I just put that there to see if anybody paid attention. <laughs> He's like, dude. I was like, dude. I go, look, it's a good movie. I go, but it's one of the very few movies where I tell people, you're only going to watch it once. He's like, you're right. I go, and the soundtrack is amazing. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it twice. Happiness, I've seen twice. I think I've seen it. I've I've seen it because I've shown it to other. I've watched it with other people who had never seen it. So I've probably seen and, it like um, five times. Actually, Welcome to the Dollhouse, I've only seen twice. Are you serious? Yeah, I found a copy. Dude. It's just a. It's just. I found it. That movie's hilarious, dude. I love it is, that movie. but it's just it's a little draining. Where I, I just feel so bad for her, but. I, but at the same time, I'm like, girl, you, you, think kinda, you're you deserve it, girl. <laughs> you think you're hot shit. You're just cold diarrhea. Do you want to see my fingers? <laughs> I don't mean to be a cunt. You just don't like that girl. Maybe that's it. Heather, what's her name? 
Matarazzo. She turned out to be. I don't, I don't hate her, but. I didn't say. I should say turned out to be. She didn't turn out to be. I'm sure she was always a lesbian. Uh, I saw another movie with her. She did not age well. Um, who were the girls in there? It was like a private Wasn't she school. in a TV show? She was in Roseanne. Who was she? She was DJ's girlfriend? Yep. That's right. She was in um, a movie I saw recently about these like private school girls in the 50s or 60s like that are in a boarding school. A League of Their Own? No. <laughs> All I Want to Do. Is that what it is? The Story of Cheryl Crow. All I Want to Do. Yeah, All I Want to Do. With... Uh, yeah, Kristen Dunst, Gabby Hoffman, Rochelle Lay Cook. That's a recently? When did that come out? No, this was uh, 98. Mm. Oh, that was a long time ago. Lynn Redgrave. Remember that? What was that movie that uh, the Kirsten Dunst was in with that guy? He was from the, he was from the Barrio. And it was filmed in L.A. like she's a rich girl, and he's from the Barrio, and he has to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to the school that she goes to, and they become what? boyfriend and girlfriend. What was that movie called? Look You're it up. thinking of gas food lodging? No. That was like one of the first movies she was ever in. <laughs> Tears to Jumanji. Okay, no. I guess first adult ones. Um, where she was showing her chesticles. I don't remember that. How do you spell Kirsten? Kirsten? Like in Kirsten. Same as Kirsten Alley, right? I think hers is K-I-E. Dude, she's 40 years old this year. Kirsten. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was in uh, Interview with the Vampire. You sure it's not gas food lodging? No. It was like he's like a Mexican guy, and then like he was like in one other movie, and that was it. Mexican guy. 98, 98. She was in the fourth Crow movie. Jesus. Or third. That's three. Third Crow That's three Crow movies too many. Oh, there's four. Okay, where is it? No, it's her. Okay, so that's too far back. There's the uh, she was in the Outer Limits TV show. <coughs> she really? was on ER. She was in Wag the Dog. She was in Fifteen and Pregnant. Virgins who don't. Okay, let's see here. Crow. I wasn't bringing it on. Crazy beautiful. I did not see Crazy that. slash beautiful. I didn't see that. Uh, I remember that movie cover, but I don't. I don't. I don't yeah, I she does that. not wear a bra through the whole movie. <clears throat> She's playing a high school girl. A p- at Pacific Palisades High, a poor Latino falls hard for a troubled girl from an affluent neighborhood. Did you see Gas Food Lodging with Ione Sky? Faruza Balk? Uh, no. Oh. Is that, Is that there a different name to that movie to start with? Huh? Was there a different name to that? No, it was, it's called Gas Food Lodging. and um, Jay Hernandez is the guy. Ioni Scott, or yeah, no, Faruza Bulk, I think, ends up being with Jacob. Vargas? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember her, her friends are like, why are you with him? He's a cholo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told you that story, right? When my uncle was driving up to Austin, when my cousin was still living there, he was driving with, the, with their younger brother. Uh-huh. And they, for some reason, instead of going up 35, they went around like 183, like on the east. So they wound up going through the east side of 
Oh, yeah. Austin. And they saw some cholos there. And he tells my, my uncles, this is my uncle telling me, that as soon as he saw me, as soon as he saw me at the party, he's like, come here, let me tell you something. And he's like, we, we're driving in Christopher. We're driving through East Austin. And Christopher's like, we saw the, you know, these Hispanic guys, like just cholos. And, and uh, I told Christopher, check out those guys. And he's like, oh, yeah, dad. He goes, those are chulos, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, mind you, it's my, my cousin, Christopher, the young one. He, pro- he probably never even took Spanish in <laughs> high school. <laughs> was it Gas Food Live? Yeah, it was Gas Food Live. Okay. When did that movie come out? 92? Uh, yeah, it was Ioni Sky and Feruzabal. Who is Ioni Sky again? I know that name. She was dating one of the Beastie Boys. The Isn't she right. Frank Zappa's the daughter? One to the right, no? No, that's Dweezil. Dweezil's the boy. Okay, so no, then. Uh, and then he has a daughter, Moon Her name unit. is Moon Unit. Ioni Sky. Oh, her. she's Donovan's daughter. Donovan? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who Donovan is. Um, yeah. Psych, no, they don't. She was in. Wasn't she in Lost Angels? The movie that was from here with the Beastie Boys. This brings up a good topic. I feel like we're uh, we our generation is in a very weird place. And I was telling, I think we talked about this, or I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if we talked about it in the podcast. Like Jen, Jen Romo was like, because I posted something. I posted a meme about uh, Pearl Harbor, uh-huh. and she's like, she's like, you dork. I just posted a meme about Pearl Harbor. Too soon. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. We're nerds in two different centuries, Jen. And I think that's very true. Like we still, like we are very versed in our parents' culture, and then also um, in our culture. I'm sure there's things that I could say in front of people who are like, "What the fuck are you well, talking about?" That's true because we didn't have everything at our fingertips. Right, we had to learn about things. And I mean, we had. I learned about things because I would watch reruns of. But I think also with me, like my like my grandmother and my dad mm-hmm. and my uncles, not so much my mother, well, but but like my dad and my grandmother and my stepdad, they told me about things. My dad especially. You well, know, like, like the other they, thing is, uh, the 80s when we were coming up was also the advent of movies on VHS that you could buy and take home. So like with me, my mom and grandma were asking us to get movies for them. That they liked from when they were younger or whatever. My dad had a so, vast tape life. He made VHS tapes. I wish he would have never got rid of that because he had like four or five movies on each VHS tape. He had hundreds of VHS tapes. But, I mean, I would watch those movies and I would watch old TV shows like The Monkees or Mr. Ed or Green Acres. And they would reference certain things that were current at the time. And I was like, what is what is that? Or who's Patty Hearst? Or... Um, Trying to think of other things I asked about. I asked about what Patty Hearst was. I asked what Watergate was, and my mom would explain things to me, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, now I know." Um, or Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> um, yeah, I was always asking, like, "What's this?" and "What's but that?" But seventies was a weird time too, because seventies was was a lot of fifties nostalgia too. <laughs> Cat. Yeah, he's fucking my shit up, isn't he? He's slight. He's slowly walking. He himself wants to down. get in, but I mean, you're gonna be sneezing if I let him in. He's slowly walking himself down. Though screen um so yeah it's weird like you know i think we're coming up to a time where people are just like i don't know what you're talking about old man 
I sent you that meme. I sent that meme to me in our group with me and and with you and Danny, where that guy's asking like the it's Michael Rappaport and his his like little assistant is like. He's like, you were born in '68, right? He's like, yeah. He's like, he's like, what were you born? He's like, what happened? There's something in my beer. What is it? Is it a gnat? Yeah. I'm sure it. Just take it out. It's <laughs> the alcohol killed whatever it is in there. Oh yeah, I didn't move in. Uh, Drew, you want another one? Sure. All right, pause. You're saying about culture or what people kids today so yeah like like that that thing i sent you with michael rapport the yeah. guy's like he's like when were you born he's like 1968 he's like what was it like he goes you met Jimi hendrix right he's like what <laughs> he's like how old do you fucking think i why am why would you think i met him yeah though? like why would you think i know Jimi hendrix because i was born in the 60s i don't know i don't know if i asked <laughs> Like in the book club too, they're not even that much older. They're not, I'm not even that much older than them. We were talking about Daniel Klaus, and I was like, I was like Daniel Klaus, because we were talking about he. We talked, we read one of his books, and I was saying, you know, maybe uh, we we're talking about what he was talking about in the book. I was like, it's probably because it's his generation. I go, he's, and they're like, I go, how do I go? How old do you think he is? They're like, he's probably your age. I'm like, how the fuck do you think I am? He's my mother's age. <laughs> he was born like 58. The dicks. I was like, I'm not even that much uh, older than bo- any of y'all. That's, um, it's cool that these kids. I mean, they're it's their experience. Let right. them have their experience. That they, I mean, we had ours. Everybody else had theirs. Let them have theirs. But I just feel like maybe they're a little stupid. Maybe maybe older I, generations felt that about us. I don't know if it's they're stupid. It's that. They don't have to put in as much effort as we did, and I'm sure. I mean, that I'm sure uh, our, our before our generations thought the same about us. You know, even though we like, didn't have computers, now you can have you can have the knowledge of the entire world at your fingertips. We, yeah, they all do. But it's, I mean, I'm looking up wry, arcane terms sometimes just to figure out what words mean. I'm not looking up. I mean, sometimes I'll look at memes and shit. But I mean, I'm looking up weird shit. Um, like my niece the other day, she asked me which. Totally inappropriate, but she was like, did you watch Dahmer? And I was like, no, you shouldn't be watching Dahmer. Yeah. And she was like, well, it's, it's weird. And I was like, yeah. I said, I lived. Yeah, he ate people. I lived Dahmer. And she goes, that's what mom said, my sister. And I was like, I wrote a report on Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> in high school. And she was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, in high school, they wanted to know if we could do research. So it was like, write a report on whatever you want. So my friend in high school was like, I'm going to do Charles Manson. At the time, Jeffrey Dahmer had just happened, and I was like, I'm going to do Jeffrey Dahmer. So I found out everything about him, and I was like, that guy's fucked up. <laughs> I just read, you know, because of course, it's dig- it's just digging up the past with this show coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was reading in an article that his father, like after everything happened, his father really truly believes that at, for some reason he had to have like a double hernia surgery when he was like four years old jeffrey Dahmer. yeah it was, oh, okay. i don't know if it was when he was four but he was pretty <clears> young <throat> and his father said like after that happened he completely changed so i don't know how that would have been he said before that he was he was not like the way he was but after that happened but then it also said on there that he He's, that he was abused by the father and that he was left alone by his parents a lot i mean i i think if you had 
I think if you had a child that did that or something to that extent, you as a parent are going to wrestle with what went wrong or try and try and um, justify why that happened or make an excuse as to why that happened or think back and remember everything of like, why was there a sign somewhere? Right. And I mean, maybe it was them. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just a fucked up individual. It, and it's true. I think, you know, we have this mm-hmm. as a hu- as human beings, as a species, as conscious conscious people, conscious beings. We still have this misconception that you know, there's there's men, there's women, mm-hmm. but. What people don't understand is there's infinite, even though, yes, there are men and women, there's, there still can be infinite versions of who we are. You know what I mean? And I think that that's why I don't, that's why I, I hate that they canceled that Why the Last Man Standing show. They, they hit that because you never read that, right? Why the Last mm-hmm. Man? Basically, the whole premise of that is that. All the men, one day, all the men in the whole world die. All males, animals, men, they all die. Except for one guy. And they're trying to figure out why. But nobody knows he's alive. He's, he's, he, nobody knows he's alive. Until and his, his, his mother was a senator and she winds up being the president because there's nobody left. Like it goes all the way down the line and she becomes the president. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get to her and he finally gets to her. And then the whole book is trying to figure out, like, you know, why was he the only one left? But in the show, and I forget, I have to read it again, but in the book, I think they brought it up, too. In the show, you'll see people who look like men, but they're not men, right? And they're like, well, why didn't you die? They're like, well, they're not men, but they're not women, and they brought up a good point, and they're like, "Look, you know, there's, there's, there's you can have infinite versions of uh, Y and X chromosomes. Like, there are people who are both sexes. There are both. There are people who look like men that don't mm-hmm. have penises. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a good. Uh, I thought I was like, nobody really, really talks about that. You know, we're yeah. stuck in these misconceptions about how a human being is, and the, you know what? There can be all. There's, you know, yes, ninety nine percent of the people look or one or one way but there are there is that nine there is that one percent of something of people that are different than anybody else see like i don't want to go i don't want to go too far off on this but um i've kind of challenged my mom's thinking about a lot of things mm-hmm. and she was raised southern baptist but the mom i know today is not the mom i knew back when i was a kid she's changed a lot for well, the that's better good. that's good uh, but I know recently she was talking to me about um, she something they showed a TV commercial or something was like some they mentioned something about trans people and she was like it's it's just gross like I don't understand that and I said well here's the thing mom I said there is such a thing as a hermaphrodite right I said so I said if you you agree there are such things as hermaphrodites she was like yeah right. and I said so some of those hermaphrodites when they were born their parents made the decision of what they were going to be right. I said, so that's who they were. Without knowing what they really were. I said, and and maybe they just chose wrong. Right. And that person didn't. And I said, and that's not the case 
That's not the case for every single trans person. I know that. I said, but there's just different situations, man. Like, we just don't understand. Right. You, and I you, said, you don't get... I guess I don't want to say it that way. I go, there's no way for you to know how that person is going to be right. until I mean, they grow up. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I often wonder sometimes, like, about... When I've heard stories, it's, and in my family, too, I've heard stories where they were like, they told her she was going to have a boy. You know, everything was a boy, everything was a boy. They bought boy clothes, mm-hmm. and the baby came out, and it was a girl. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. I wonder if that could and be... And the other way, too. Like, uh, they're like, oh, it's going to be a it's gonna be a girl, it's going to be a girl, it's going to grow, and then it comes out yeah, to be a boy. Yeah, like, everything that they got, every, every yeah. medical procedure that they did... Was, I worked like with a girl. guy like that. He's like, apparently it can grow, it just can't fall off. <laughs> so, I mean, it was like, all right, well... I don't, I don't know, it's just... Like I said, I don't want to go too deep into it, but... Look, you no, know, sometimes you it's hard. For, sometimes it's hard for me to, you know, because I'm not used to that. I'm not used mm-hmm. to the, some, the way I see some people. But guess what? That's my problem. Yeah. You know, it's not their problem. You get... To, I, I feel you get to be however you want to be, whatever, whatever right. way you want to be. Right. That's fine. And if, if you know, I, I feel like it's no right of mine to tell you how you should be as a human being and how you should feel in your own skin. So if that's what you want to do, knock yourself out. I Far be it from me. I don't, I don't know if this is going to sound wrong, but I just don't care. I'm right. Doing no, it, yeah, no. I'm worried about it's me. It's the same thing. That's yeah, all. Like, that's look, it. Dude, look. You and know? my family that I care about, I'm worried about them. Maybe it would be a little more, a little more in my face if they if it happened to them, but it's not. So I'm not really thinking about it. I'm not right. worried about it. So... Whatever you do, what yeah. you want to do, I'm happy for you. Be yeah. happy. <laughs> doesn't mean we're gonna be besties, but it doesn't, yeah. you know. But I'm not going to oppress you. <laughs> like this may sound terrible. I don't care. I say I say terrible shit. This new Hellraiser movie, I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Is it a movie or is it a show? It's a movie. It's gonna be on Hulu. So I mean, everybody's making a, a big deal about the actress that's playing her, mm-hmm. that's playing the the priest, uh-huh. uh, because she's trans. What? And I'm like, okay, but like, well, it's just like the Lord of the Rings. Well, like, I'm like, oh, he's black. I was like, well, what the fuck? What color is an elf supposed to be then, you fucking I, idiot? I don't know. Like, it just feels like I didn't want to know anything about that person. Right. I just want to see the movie. I don't want to know. Just want to see the movie. I don't want to know about Brad Pitt's children and Angelina. I don't want to know about anybody. Just be the actor and do that. That's all I care about. Like, I. Yeah, everybody wants to be a cheese monster. I don't. I don't want to know. Like I'm the first third generation Latin American. <laughs> well, for, for <laughs> like, instance, I, okay, great. You just you just look like a little bit more similar to me. Great. I didn't need to know everything about you. Well, it's like too, like on the the Saturday Night Live. I still watch Saturday Night Live. I know everybody's Gross. like it's stupid, <laughs> but like a lot of people left this year, and there's a new cast member, and they could have just weekend update. Huh? Was he on weekend update? No, this is a this is a woman. Oh, okay, okay. But they could have just said, "Here's the new cast member." Right. Here's their name. Right. But no, they're like, "Oh, SNL cast the first non-binary person." Like, I don't need to know that. Just tell me. You could say they. I, I'm more just like, but is she funny? Are they funny? Right. I give a sh- all I give a shit is if, if she's they're not fun- funny, they're funny. I didn't care. Yeah. But if they're funny, I still didn't care. Right. <laughs> just be funny. Right. It's like, is this, I mean, like, 
it's almost like like it's 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 the invent of the the internet where now I can like a band and I get to see what they're eating for lunch, and I get to see a picture of them and their mom on Mother's Day or them and their father. But on I Father's don't really Day. care about it. Well, I don't care. I liked when I didn't know what they looked like, which New Order was perfect of that. I never knew what New Order looked like. That's right. But I like their music, and and I'm like, sometimes I just I don't care. I don't care. I when was the first time you saw a picture of New Order? Uh, I bought their DVD story. That's right. I bought. I nineteen ninety three. I didn't buy it. I rented it. It was the. It was. was and I, I was like, oh, already? I was like, there's a girl in here. It was ninety two. <laughs> You're right. It was ninety two. It was. I used to rent it from Blockbuster over there by Macrelis because I was. Used, and you I used to go to my grandma's, and they was. They used to let me. They're like, just be quiet. We'll take you to Blockbuster. You can watch whatever we can oh. rent whatever we want. And I would rent the video collection. I guess it was Substance. The v- oh, New, yeah, Order's, yeah. New Order video collection. Well, they had Story, which had all their videos after Substance, I believe. Yeah, after Substance. And I was like, there's a girl in here? <laughs> and I was like, these dorky-looking dudes in t- short shorts and tennis shoes are making, like, badass music? But, you know, this is what it is. I mean, it's like... Well, I remember when, like, I saw Depeche Mode in 101, I was like... I was like, they're just wearing jeans and T-shirts. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I don't want to know that they're normal. Yeah, I think I get that. Like, I, I, I just, I really, I mean, I know that they are normal if you got to know them in person, but I don't want to get to know them in person. Like, I. That's I what love, I think about, like, people think. I love uh, that guy, David Lynch, on your coffee table because he doesn't explain a lot. Yeah, people are like, can you explain this? He's like, no. No, I'm not going to explain it. You take what you Figure want. Figure it out, out of for it. yourself. And I'm like, that's a great way to approach it. That's why I, tell you, I don't like when people talk shit about the Beatles. Like, like people are like, oh, the Beatles. I'm like, the Beatles would have kicked your ass on the street. <laughs> like, you don't understand this. Just because they sing happy songs doesn't mean they're happy, you know, people. While the Rolling Stones, I mean, like, they're posh boys. I mean, and I know, I mean. I've fallen prey to that too, you know. Oh, she's this singer's dating this girl or this person over here. He was with them, or he he left the band because he had he had problems with him. I think we just, but but I don't think it's falling prey. Like I'm the same way, and I don't do it because I want to be a chismoso. I do it because I'm into facts. I guess you could say like trivia. Like I don't, I don't like answering trivia questions because I think I'm smart. I liked the, I like the act of knowing things and knowing the answer to things. See, the flip side of that is sometimes. Does I'm that make like, sense? Yeah. The flip side of that for me is sometimes I'm like, "This is who you are." Like, I don't, you're corny. Dude. Like I don't want to know you. To yourself? No, no. To me? No. To oh, famous to the oh, famous people. people. I like. Well, or I'm like, to you. Ah, famous kind of people or normal people. You're kind of a dork. Like, I want to get to know you. Like, let's think. Look, let's talk about Prince. Hold on. Do you think he was a normal person? No. He was not normal in any way whatsoever. No. Do you think he had any infallibles about him or anything? Yeah. What is the one thing about Prince that you could say that you could think you could say is was different? That short, hairy person was fucking <laughs> so many women. A short, fucking hairy dude in, in high heels and makeup. You know, I, on, on HBO right now, they have they have all of his movies. <laughs> all three? They have um, 
Purple Rain, Under the Cherry Moon, and Graffiti Bridge. And I was watching Purple Rain again for the first time. Not for the first time. I was watching it again for the first time in a long time. And I was like, what is it about Prince? Because if you were just to look at this guy without knowing anything about him, without hearing him sing, without hearing him play <laughs> play an instrument, you'd be like, what? I- Whoa, where is this guy going from? I think right? it's the confidence, actually. And I was thinking about it, and I was looking at him, and I was looking at the way he act. He acts. To me, Prince was, I mean, besides being an amazing musician, an amazing artist, an amazing writer, being able to play all these instruments, that's undeniable. Mm -hmm. But looking at him him act, because he's basically acting like himself. Yeah. It wasn't, he wasn't acting a part. He was playing himself. And I was was thinking, I was like, this guy (laughs) is able to encapsulate how it is to be cool. There's, but, but there's always there's look in your through your whole life, especially when we're little, especially like when we're in middle school, when we're in high school, maybe starting in middle school, going up to high school, there's always those cool kids. Right? There's always those kids that know a little bit more than that they, they, they or they give you the impression like they know something going on that nobody else knows what's going on. They know what's cool before anybody else knows what's cool. And I think Prince was able to capture that and bottle that and always be like that. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, but the other thing is I remember back when Prince was early 90s. Prince was still kind of going strong, but he would like Every macho black guy, comedian, actor was talking shit about him yeah. because high heels, cut out ass, cut out pants on his ass. He was weird. He was weird. <laughs> um, I mean, the I read. I what did I watch? Or I read recent. I saw an interview recently with Erica Badu, where she was like, she went to go meet Prince with her mom. Everybody has a story about Prince. And she was like, her mom was like, can you sign this record? And it was Dirty Mind. And he's like, I don't want to sign that record. And she was like, why? And he goes, because I don't cuss like that anymore. She goes, you wrote the song. You wrote those lyrics. And she said, like, her mom would cuss. And he's like, you got to put a dollar every time in that jar when you cuss. And her mom was like, I ain't putting no money in that jar. (laughs) But she was like, you're the one that wrote the damn song. Like, you wrote those lyrics. They're your lyrics. And he was like, yeah, but that's not me anymore. And I was like, only Prince could create, like, don't cuss around me. Right. Like, that's, that's, that's another thing, like, I've told people about. I don't think, maybe, maybe Beyonce's like that. No okay. one will ever be at the level that Madonna and Prince and Michael Jackson were at. So. I don't know if anybody will ever get to that level again where you, you're just so world-renowned. You can't go anywhere in the world. Because everybody knows who you are. I feel like everybody is more, I don't want to say concerned, but I think everybody right now is just content once they get to a point where now I'm a brand. You can say Beyonce is a brand. You can say Kanye is a brand. When is the last time that Beyonce put out any music? Like a month ago. Really? Yeah. And who's talking about it still? I don't know. I just saw exactly like let's say what's the last time she put out anything relevant. Now it's almost got to a point where like 
anything she puts out, everybody automatically assumes it's the greatest thing that ever has been made. Somebody that the, uh, there was, I followed this. I mean, I'm not. You know what I mean? That's, and and when you talk about Prince and Madonna, like they were always doing something. Let me go pee. Go ahead. So Prince and Madonna. Go. So, right, but they were <clears throat> always doing something. They always they were always moving forward and doing something different and doing what they wanted to. I feel like now. Like, I couldn't tell you when the last Beyonce record came out. I couldn't tell you when. I mean, ta- I think the only one that's kind of doing the same thing is Taylor Swift, even though, you know, I, obviously it doesn't matter if I like her or not. I think she's the only one that's still putting out records that people listen to. I mean, Kanye, like, I think, I, I mean, I think that guy needs help. I mean, I like his early records. Some people say his, I don't know, some people say his other records are, are genius or masterpieces, but I, I feel like his first two records were the best he was ever going to do. And now I don't know what this guy's fucking doing. He's not making any fucking music. Yeah, he just put out two albums. When? At the beginning of this year. And who's talking about him? Everybody. Nobody. Well, he kind of did it to himself. Because he put out Donda, which is his mom, named after his mom. He put right. out a physical release. Right. But the second one was not put Oh, out. he put that little fucking player, yeah. right? And a lot of people really didn't get to hear it because they didn't want to pay $200 for that player. I think we're in a time <clears> now <throat> that that people don't have lost the true meaning of being famous. Now, if a thousand, if you have a YouTube channel and a thousand or a million people look at it, all of a sudden, then you're just like, okay, well, now I'm famous. That doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Dude, that... Our very first, our very first uh, episode we recorded, mm-hmm. I, you asked me about, because I told you about, that these kids kind of attacked me on a Jackass post, a post about Jackass 4 was coming out the movie. Uh-huh. And it was like, who's excited for Jackass 4? <laughs> and I was like, not me. <laughs> I'm kind of over that shit. And all these like young kids attacked me. And this one kid told me something like, um, the one kid that I responded to which I'm, I don't do that anymore. But anyways, this one kid that, res- that I responded to said he looked at my stats of the amount of posts I had and the amount of followers I had. Right. And he was like, that's like a one per whatever percent, blah, blah, blah. And I was all, shut the fuck up, Mr. Math. I don't post for fucking attention. Right. And that just supported you, what you just right. said supported that. Right. I don't fucking, I'm, I'm just posting for myself on my Instagram. It's private. It's just my own private diary. Right. It's for me. Even if... Even if a million people looked at my, po- even if a million people, even if a hundred people looked at what I looked at, to me that doesn't mean I'm famous. It just means that, yeah, well, I was, it just means that a hundred people have access to what I'm on, and right, I think and my, people don't real people the, the the whole concept of famous has become so watered down now. Like if you if everybody thinks that they can be famous, then the then famous is you then famous well, doesn't exist anymore. The, the idea of fame has been so diluted and to the point where you're like, well, what's, what is that fame actually worth? Or what is that fame based on? Right. Like, People used to be famous like, because they were good at something. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, the, the <laughs> Disco Duck well, but I mean, was popular because it sold a lot of records. And that was a piece of crap record. You can go through, go from there forward and think of many times where shit got popular that you were like, what the fuck is that? So fame, I mean, and especially to people my age, you're my age and, and older, we know fame doesn't mean shit. 
And we're like, yeah, Hanson was popular. <laughs> Spice Girls were popular. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it was good. They just had a lot of people that bought into that bullshit. Right. And I mean, there's, there's records. Perfect example. MF Doom. MF Doom made great records. And when I bought those records, nobody was talking about them. Nobody. Nobody was talking about them. Nobody was talking about Mad Villain. And then slowly but surely, everyone's like, it's the best fucking hip-hop album ever created. All these new kids are coming on it. And I'm like, dude, I've been on this shit forever. I mean, and that's, I'm just, MF Doom I use as, a, as an example. There's plenty of other artists and groups out there. Same thing. Everybody was on them. Velvet Underground. Perfect example, too. Many fans. Those fans created bands. And then all these people... Right. Later on down the line, bought into them, and they're like, oh, they're the greatest thing ever. This album's amazing. They're the greatest album, whatever, greatest artist. But you're like, you weren't, you weren't buying into them back then. You caught on to it later. Right. You're, and it's not even almost like you didn't, caught on, you didn't catch on to it. You're just listening. To, you're, now you're just listening and to what everybody else is I mean, it can, it can be a combination of two things, too. It can be somebody that actually discovered it, or it can also be a combination of people that were like bought into the hype. I heard so many other people talk about it that they're like, yeah, that's good then. If everybody else right. is saying it's good, then it's good. Right. And I, you know what? Anthony Fantano, I hate that guy. I don't know who that is. What is that? Um, he's that bald guy with the glasses that does music reviews. Just You don't know who Anthony Fantano is? Oh, I think I know who you're record, talking about. Is it called Record Drop or something? Because he's talking on YouTube. He thinks he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that's that's. I've heard. I had a friend that's young. And he was always like, well, Fantano said it. And I was like, I do not care what Fantano right. said what at has he done? all. What, just listening to something doesn't mean you know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I was like, you need to be a little more discerning as a music listener of what you listen to. If you're just listening to everything, you're like, this is good. That's not good. And that's, I, I kind of feel that way now, too, about music. Like, music's kind of almost disposable where... Somebody makes a tune and immediately it's gone and they're like, I'm on to the next thing. And I'm like, dude, we like when I was a kid, we lived with records for a year. You you spent your money on a record and, and that or, was a big purchase and you I mean it was on the radio for a year. Yeah. And you got to listen to it over and over and you lived with that record. And now I'm like You dude, had to really like you had to really make a decision on what you were gonna buy because you probably weren't right. gonna be able to buy a record for a little while. And I, I mean that was that was a different time. I get it. Back then we were spending money on records. Now everything's at your fingertips. You can a record drops right now. Everybody can listen to it tomorrow. I also feel now like with the records, like everybody's just trying to find the most obscure fucking record they can find. Like you're not uh, like yeah. you really even like this. Like you don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know like me. like everything that they show on Crazy Rhythms. Like there's a new sealed for this this week. I'm like. Who wants these records? I mean, the, I, I'll be honest. I I I listened to the most obscure shit back in the day, <laughs> where just because it was obscure, I was like, "This is good." No, <laughs> I but like, I mean, like it's Balearic. This is like I don't need the fucking volume three of Nigerian <laughs> no, no, dude, Nigerian rock and roll soul right. from the eighties. Like, I mean, get I, the fuck out I of had here. like Balearic Tuvan singing. <laughs> throat yeah like good on like, you i mean for uh, and like, like for expanding yeah. your mind but you're not really listening this shit's to this. amazing and then as i got older i was like did i pay 25 dollars for that right. fucking import from right wherever right did i really spend six months looking for the original version of so, my toot toot from 1975 yeah i mean i i don't know man it's a lot of the times I just sit down and think things through and I'm like, why do I care? Why do I even care? I'm just doing my thing over here. I like what I like. 
I also, you know, I was also you thinking can't talk too, me out of it. Like, so. I also miss buying records or buying CDs and listening to the song and looking to the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do that too. But my eyes are bullshit right now. So. <laughs> And or it's, or when they didn't come with lyrics, trying to figure out the lyrics what without without the internet. Like when I met Billy Corgan. <laughs> you have to tell that story. This, we'll close out with this story. So, what record was it that he was there for? Uh, Machina. 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 There you go. Shit! What year was that? That was the that was after Melancholy, right? Ninety nine or two thousand. Is that after Melancholy? Yeah. It was right. Maybe two thousand one. But the song was The Everlasting Gaze, which... And you asked him, what, what are you saying here? What are you saying on the chorus? And the chorus is actually, you know I'm not dead. And he said, what do you think I'm he saying? He said, what do you think I'm saying? And I said, nah, 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 nah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounded like. And he laughed, right? No, he didn't. He kind of smirked and everybody behind him started laughing. And I was all, I'll go now. <laughs> Yeah. Good times. Good times. You can't meet him, but you can't meet people like that no more. He was just sitting in a record store, and it was a small record store. He was signing. Yeah, he was signing. Yeah, the he record. was just sitting there. Was there early? There wasn't any problem. Was there a lot of people in there? They were already. They were already wrapping up. Yeah. Um, I think they were supposed to be done by like five, five o'clock, because he was going to go play a show, mm-hmm. and we were me and Mark Alvarado. I don't know if you remember, yeah, I remember Mark. Mark. We were driving back from Spring, Texas, because we were working in Spring, but we lived. We were staying over by the Astrodome, and it was on the radio. It came out. And he I was, was there, and I was like, "Fuck, dude! I wanted to see, go see Billy Corgan." And Mark was like, "Let's go, dude!" And I was like, "Dude, it's five twenty-five. He's like, "Let's go, let's just go." So we go, and we got there like at five thirty-one, and we ran in. <laughs> They're already like wrapping up, and I, I just went and grabbed the record, and I ran up to the line, and it was already closed, and I was like, "Dude, can I get him?" And they were like, "Yeah, go ahead, man." Nice. And then I got embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> good times I miss good music for real hanging out with Mark after dark did you uh, did you buy his new record or he hasn't even out yeah, yet I haven't heard anything I haven't ever heard any Smashing Pumpkins since uh, Machina oh this is supposed to be like the third part of oh, you know the what? trilogy of melancholy, it's melancholy, so. and then one other one, and then this new one. I, or you know what? I lied, not lied, kind of lied. I haven't heard any Smashing Pumpkins since Machina, but I did hear the Billy Corgan solo album that he did. Was it called Robert Zora? Was the name of that band? No, that's Zwan, but he Zwan. did a solo album. Oh, he did something Embrace, but Robert Smith does a does a cover of the Bee Gees. You don't know what it's what? to love somebody. Him and Robert love Smith. Somebody. Whoa! I need to hear that. That they have a, f- a couple good songs on that record. I thought it was good. I know a lot of my friends hate Billy Corgan's voice, but I I don't really care for it. But I love when they go like overproduced electronic rock shit. Like that just that just sounds dope to me. They pioneered that. Yeah, like nobody else did that that way. Like that song "Everlasting Gaze" sounds great. It's just loud. He's also a Rush fan. Who? Billy Corgan. Oh. All right, guys. Uh, we we out. wrap it up. We talked a long time. This is probably going to be like three episodes. But uh, 
Good on you. Send us an email. Nobody ever sends us an email. <laughs> Just send us nudes. <laughs> send, fuck nudes. Send me your list of your top ten greatest desert island songs. <laughs> top five desert us, island songs you can't Go watch um, Dancer in the Dark and Happiness and then let us know what you thought. Yes. Yeah, with some nudes. Happiness. <laughs> nudes. All right. This is We Used to Be Cool. I'm we Mark. still are. Sort of. This is Drew. Drew Tang Clan. We're out.